0: Welcome to the Casting the Net podcast, where New York's fishers of men, your parish priests, will share the joy of the priesthood by telling how Jesus got into their boats, called them to leave behind their old lives, and follow him casting a new net for the salvation of souls.
1: Hello again, listeners. Welcome back to Casting the Net, a New York priest podcast with me, your host, Father Michael Connolly. And today, a very special guest. The pastor here at Most Precious Blood in Walden, New York, Father Thomas Colucci. Father Tom Colucci, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Okay, very glad to be here, Michael. Thank you.
1: So, um, just at the mention of your name, I have a feeling that uh, anyone who's sort of in the loop with the, the Catholic sort of New York scene might recognize it, and because uh, yours is a very unique and and. Uh, even sort of famous story at this point, your vocation story is um, uh, really a, a very special one, and so I'm, I'm so glad that that you've agreed to to join me today and to share it with everyone on this podcast because it's a very moving story, and um, we're very much looking forward to to hearing you tell it. But um, perhaps before that, well, before anything, um, we should center ourselves in the in the presence of God and and start with prayer. So, could I ask you? Father Colucci, would you uh, begin with a prayer?
2: Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we ask that you look down upon us. We ask that you guide Father Michael in his ministry with vocations. We ask that you bless our church and bring new vocations into our church and keep us always under your loving care and protection. We ask this almighty God, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen.
1: Thank you so much. So, Father Colucci, you're, um, you're here in what we call the upper counties, right? A, a, a polite way of saying the boondocks. Yes. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about, about where you are now?
2: Right now? Well, I, am I just became a pastor here at Most Precious Blood Church in November uh, uh, 2021. Cardinal Dolan came up here and installed me as pastor. And it was also coincided with our 125th anniversary as a parish. So it was was a great celebration for our our parish here, the 125th anniversary, and I was installed here as a pastor. So I'm very, very happy to be here. My first three years, I was over in St. Mary's in Fishkill, from 2016 to 2019, then I came here in March of 2019. And it's been very, very wonderful parish, I'm enjoying it. Uh, you know, I'm by myself, it's very busy, but I'm enjoying it. a lot of good people here help me out in the parish. We've got a good staff and a lot of people get involved and I join it very, very much. And uh, yeah, it's it's a great, we're actually growing, We're growing parish, we have a lot of people moving into the area. Yeah. Fortunately, we have some people retiring and moving out, but we have a lot moving in. I had 53 baptisms last year, so, oh, wow. which was uh, outstanding. And, and then I had 11 marriages. So it just, we're kind of growing here, which is very good to see. But I, you know, but I have a lot of help here. The Knights of Columbus are a great organization. Mm-hmm. It helps. Viva Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the rosary ladies do a great job with the altar. And we have a good school principal. We have a, we have a regional school. up. That's to,
1: right. So your principal, as I mentioned to you earlier, I noticed when I, I went into your church and, and you have a sign last year's graduating class from the school and you here at most precious blood have been blessed with arguably the most patient man on planet earth to be a school principal and i say that because he was my high school math teacher so
2: (laughs) he had a lot of (laughs) patience
1: if he could get through that then, yeah. then you've had a saint among you in, yeah. in your school. My goodness!
2: Yeah, the, the school is a joy. Uh, we have you know about 180 children in it. It's, uh, it's very enjoyable. To go up there and spend time with the children and all their activities and yeah. graduations and things. It's, I usually spend Fridays up there. It's a very nice, good time to spend with the children, and it's very good having a school. Add some life to the parish, and you know. So it's uh but it's a very good assignment here, and I've we have a chapel up the road about. Uh, five miles up the road, St. Benedict's Chapel. So mm-hmm. uh, that's up in Wallkill. So we, we have a lot going on here, but it's a growing, good area, very family-centered area, a lot of good people. And uh, I feel pretty much at home. There's a lot of retired New York City firemen around and, yeah. and police officers. So, so it's very, very a good. For, company go, for you. Yeah. Man. So it's, uh, I'm enjoying, enjoying my Simon very, very much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. I'm so glad. And uh, we'll we'll pray that it continues to grow, and I'm sure your presence here will will contribute to that a great deal. Um, you mentioned feeling at home amongst the retired firemen, and yeah. uh, so why don't we jump right in then, without further ado, uh, Father Colucci? Would you please uh, tell us your story, how you have become? A priest of the Archdiocese of New York. Yeah, you know,
2: it's uh, kind of unusual. Well, we all have good stories. God calls everyone at different ages, backgrounds, and uh, basically growing up at a good grew up in a good Catholic family, went to Catholic schools, but I really didn't think of being a priest early on. You know, I went to college and actually I dropped out of college after two years. (laughs) So there's hope for everyone out there. And I was a phys ed major, you know, (laughs) because it was the easiest curriculum and I didn't do too well in that. And I took a year off from school and then I, that year off was very powerful. I got uh, very involved with my faith. I started mm. going to daily mass and um, I, I worked an evening shift at this hospital. So I had days off. So I started going to daily mass and the Monsignor at my home parish, St. Francis in West Nyack, he pulled me aside one day and said, Tom, did you ever think of being a priest? You know, you're going to daily mass. I said, Monsignor, please, all due respect, I just flunked out of college. Yeah. I don't think i priestly material. Goes, no, there's a lot of good qualities in being a priest. It's mm. not all Book knowledge, and you have a lot of good talents, and so it got me thinking. But I went back to college, uh, and I, I was, but I got involved in campus ministry, and I got really more focused on the faith. and I was a lector, Eucharistic minister. I got more involved, and I was kind of thinking of being a priest after I got out of college. I Traveled to the whole, um, went to, over to Europe with this college chaplain I was very friendly with. We uh, went to Rome, I, uh, met John Paul II, uh-huh. went to Lourdes, I had a very, you know, it was all moving experiences there. And, uh, but I, you know, decided, you know, to work for a while. So I, t- I was in the physical education field for about four years, teaching gym and I had a good time there. But then I, uh, in 1982, I decided to take the New York City Fire Department test. They give a test every four years and i decided to you know give it a try and i i took the test and did well and i i got hired in uh, february of 1985 so i took a chance to go into the new york city fire department it was a great career i worked 20 years with the fire department i was my first nine years was up in the north bronx the kingsbridge heights area then i was a lieutenant in uh, lower manhattan 19th and uh, 7th avenue and chelsea area of manhattan uh, for eight years and i retired i was a captain uh, 21 truck on 38th and 9th in Manhattan and uh, then I took some and then uh, I was going to enter the seminary then upon retirement and uh, I was meeting with the vocation director it was a guy Joe Tierney at that point mm. and but my last year on the fire department I was hurting an explosion I, I hit my head I had two brain surgeries and I had blood clot on the brain and I even received last rites. I tell everybody it worked. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, call the priest. Call the priest, please. So I, uh, I was visiting this monastery for a couple of years to, to discern the call to the priest. It was called Mount Savior Monastery in upstate New York. And then after I, after I got hurt, uh, I decided to enter the monastery. I, I tell everybody the idea of studying six years made my head hurt more. <laughs> so <laughs> so I entered this monastery. I talked to the abbot there and said, "Sure, we'd love to have you." You're you're a fireman, good. We need a cook. Get in the kitchen, start yeah. cooking. <laughs> and I I left the fire department. I was the oldest guy. I was 48 at the uh, my last day in the fire department. I entered the monastery. I was the only guy under 70. So, yeah. I, so I had to do all the work, mowing lawns, cooking, and but I enjoyed the time there. Did the monks there, we prayed the seven hours. Uh, every three hours, we, we got together to the divine office. Mm-hmm. And so I discerned the call to the, you know, I, so I really enjoyed the life there. You know, nice, got me into good prayer habits. And then I made my solemn profession in uh, uh, May of 09. It was Pentecost Sunday at this monastery. And then they sent me to St. Vincent's Seminary in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Uh, to start studying my theological studies there. And I was there for three years from 09 to 12. Then I discerned the call that I wanted to get back to the archdiocese. I wanted to work with people, be in the archdiocese. This is where my home is, my family, fire department, friends. I did the switch over, and I was working with Luke Sweeney, who was the vocation mm-hmm. director at that point. We did all this paperwork. I had to get dispensed from my vows. It was a little bit to do. But I entered Dunwoody uh, uh uh, September of uh, 2012, and uh, it went very well. Then I, uh, and that's where I met Father Michael, and we had a great time oh, yes. there. And then I got ordained in uh, May of 2016, and then uh, at St. Patrick's, I was the first firefighter ever ordained a yeah. priest. And there were about a thousand firemen at the cathedral.
1: That was quite an ordination. <laughs> that's going to go down in the history books. Yeah,
2: there were three fire trucks out there, big pipe bands, incredible. So it was, uh, it was a great, great, great day for my family, the fire department, my friends, and, and for our church, for it all. And I was just very humbled and very happy that God called me to this. And did it. I called me, you know, it just shows, you know, my story. You know, everybody's different. You know, it's, you know, God calls a lot of. men men at younger ages, middle, you know, I had some classmates that were in their Mm -hmm. mid thirties. They, they did, they were teaching, they were lawyers. And, but, uh, you know, I I came out a little bit late, you know, so I went to the seminary. I was like 52 or something, but, you know, but, uh, you know, but I I did all right. You know, there was a a saying that God doesn't call the worthy. He gives the grace. It makes worthy those whom he call. So I was able to persevere with my studies. I did well. Uh, It's incredible, I tell the story. uh, In order to get ordained uh, at the seminary, you you had to do a thesis paper. And I did mine on the Transfiguration. It was a seventy-page thesis paper on the Transfiguration, and I always joke: thirty years earlier, when I flunked out, I couldn't spell Transfiguration. (laughs) (laughs) Now, thirty years later, I'm writing a seventy-page thesis paper. So it just shows what all God's grace can Mm. do for anyone. You know, He calls me at an advanced old age, and uh, and I I persevered.
1: You've got one over St. Peter then too, (laughs) because the Transfiguration. All he could get out was, "It is good that we're here." <laughs> yeah, thanks, Peter. No kidding. Yeah, Father Colucci wrote seventy pages on this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, good thing, he didn't have to write a thesis <laughs> paper. But uh, but it was this, it was a, it's a long journey. But I just see God's hand in everything. Uh, yeah. you know, early on the, my upbringing, and I. You know, had some difficult years, and then I went back to school, got more rebirth in the faith with campus ministry, and thought about it. Then I got on the fire department. I was always very rel- religious, even on the fire department. I mm. had a fairly normal life. I dated, had my own place and things, and. <laughs> But I was always in the back of my mind to be a priest and uh, be a priest. And then when I retired, I, I was lining that up because you can retire after 20 years of service. Mm-hmm. So about my 17th, 18th year, I started meeting with Father Joe Tierney and then then I got hurt. You know, so I was going to enter probably in uh, 05, the seminary, but I got hurt. So I put that off. Then I went off to the monastery, basically to recover from brain surgery. And then they made my song profession. I started the seminary studies at St. Vincent's in La Trobe, And then I switched to Dunwoody in 2012. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, uh yeah, it's just been, but I owe it all, all, all to God's grace that you know, to make it just, all possible, it's very unlikely, but it shows, you know, it can happen. And, and there were some older guys in the seminary too. The, the time I was there, there were a few other guys. <laughs> I was, I was, I was the oldest. I think <laughs> <laughs> I think it was older than all the professors. You
1: know? <laughs> I don't know about all of them, but, uh,
2: I think Monzina Vicari was, the, and Monsignor uh, Curran. I think those were the only two older. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, it was enjoyable. Yeah. I got through and, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm very, very happy to be here at God's grace. And my first assignment, St. Mary's in Fishkill, was great. I got mm-hmm. a good start there. The pastor there, Father Joe Blanco, was very good. I got a good start there. And then I came here on March of 19, and it's uh, been wonderful. And mm-hmm. then I got installed as pastor in November. So I should be here for 12 years. I, I hope so. Cause I, I brought a lot of stuff. I am <laughs> moving too much. <laughs> so I'm trying to make this, hopefully this is yeah. my home now for another 12 years, but, uh, oh, but it's great. all been a wonderful journey. I, uh, it's all due to God's grace. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, father, you mentioned um, that it was sort of on your mind all throughout your career as a fireman to become a priest. And that, to be honest, that surprised me a little bit. I, I, if I had to guess, I would have thought, as I wonder, probably most people would, um, that it would be some sort of experience or revelation, right, that would draw someone from that sort of career to the priesthood. Um, so, for one, just to say that's uh, that's that's a beautiful thing um, that that was something that you were you were praying about and, and thinking about all that time. Mm. Um, I wonder. Did you experience kind of um, a, a steady draw to the priesthood through that time, or was it stronger sometimes in others? And-
2: I, I would say it was a steady draw. You know, it was always in the back of my mind. Though, I, again, I carried on as if I had a fairly normal life and all, but it was always in the back of my mind. I went to daily mass frequently, but there was a few things. Like uh, on nine eleven, I was there on nine eleven. Uh, my firehouse was just up yeah. to you know. You know, a little bit north of the towers. I was there when the tower, one of the towers the second tower came down. I was off that day, but I. They recalled all cops and firemen to the scene, and I responded to the scene. And I, uh, and I, five guys from my firehouse were killed, and I knew about a hundred of the other guys killed. Um, and you can see in my. We're in my rectory here. My, I have a, a poster up with the uh, 343 guys killed, and I knew Father Mike, our ju- uh, Father Mike Judd, our chaplain, very well. And so, on that day, I saw the worst in humanity, but I saw the best in humanity. Uh, you know, everybody responding to the scene, and and then the Franciscan friars uh, on West 31st Street. A lot of them were down on the on the pile helping the guys. So I, I kind of, you know, just gave me a. I, I, I wondered if that that was the the moment, but it just kind of drew me even more closer. I you know, just saw the reality of your know, life and death and evil in the world, and mm-hmm. uh, so it kind of maybe solidified the decision a little bit more. You know, it it wasn't so it wasn't one event that did it, but you know, I, so it was a gradual pull and lean towards that way. And then you know, nine eleven, I, I, uh, that 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 was definitely a traumatic event. Uh, you know, I just you know, seems, you know but I saw a lot of good in the world that day. So and I, I, you know, I so I think being a priest, I can bring do a lot of good mm-hmm. also. And uh, so it, it kind of solidified. I would say it solidified yeah. the decision. I was kind of leaning that way anyway, but it kind of uh, uh, solidified it. Right. Then about the following year, I started meeting with Joe Tierney, Father Joe Tierney, and uh, talking about it. And uh, but then, then I got hurt. That was another right. trauma. And but uh, but I, so, so my whole you know pretty much, I grew up basically average Catholic uh, boy, you know, school, but nothing overly religious. And, uh, but then, you know, I, I just had some tough times in my early twenties finding my way. And then I Mm -hmm. turned to my faith, going to daily mass and, and that brought me around and get, then get involved more in the faith. And so it was always kind of a gentle pull. You know, I always kept up with daily mass. And and when I was in college, the father, uh, the chaplain uh, they introduced me to the divine office. So mm-hmm. I remained faithful to that uh, throughout. So it was always a steady prayer life, pra- uh, daily mass. And so I felt the pull, but you know, I do. I, I did carry on a normal life, and I went out partying with the firemen here and there. Yes, you know, did some dating, but it was always a little bit in the back of my mind. And 9/11, and then then you can retire at 20 years. So my career was winding down. What am I going to do? I never married you know, maybe, uh, you know, that's not the only reason to become a priest. You know, right. you know Mario. Yeah. Okay. That's the default. Of, yeah, otherwise seminary would be packed. There's a lot <laughs> of unmarried guys out there, but it was just a little factor there that maybe this is what the Lord was calling me to right. do, you know, so, uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so and I, so it all worked out. The time in the monastery was very good. Mm-hmm. A lot of time for prayer and reflection, very simple life. I enjoyed my time there. I was there for seven years. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, but then I felt I wanted to really, and you know, once I started the seminary studies with the Benedictines, I really realized I wanted more active ministry with people and New York was my home. So I made the switch back. So, it's, you know, so there was a lot of events, but I met along the way, I met a lot of good people. I met a lot of good priests along the way. Uh, you know, I had the Dominican sisters growing up for twelve mm. years. They were, they were, they were very, very good, and it, it was great when I got ordained in May of sixteen. There were six of them that were uh, still alive. They taught me in high school. They, so I invited I'm them guessing. to the. So I got him front row seats, and they had to see this miracle. Tommy Kaluti's becoming a priest.
1: We got to see this miracle story. <laughs> They're gonna put that in their cause for canonization when they, when they go home to the Lord.
2: There was a he was voted least likely to become a priest out of his high school <laughs> So there, there, yeah. So it was, no, I was, I got, vote?
1: I got least likely to graduate. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, let's step ahead.
2: We're in the same boat there, but uh, but there was you know, along the way. I just see how guy worked in my life. Life. Yeah, my 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 parents were great faith mm. models uh I had great you know priests- uh, nuns along the way that were very very good and and just had worked in my life you know and i was you know it was always in the back of my mind uh, but i it was a kind of a steady pull yeah. and then yeah
1: and i see uh, from that just a little bit you can tell and, and this is something with most priests you know if not all and and same for uh, religious sisters and brothers and um the example of others that that has helped you to sure. grow in a, a life of prayer and you know striving for holiness and that you had those those sisters uh, in your life and um, yeah. you know I, I'm reminded just recently I visited the uh, the Dominican sisters in Ann Arbor Michigan and mm. what a booming community they have and and uh, growing more and more every day and um, but the sisters there so many of them talk about well, the priests in my life have kind of encouraged me and inspired me yeah. there's this beautiful complementarity um between the the priest and the religious the male and the female we yeah. we help each other sure. um, but not even just that something else that, that I was wondering about um to go back to your 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 days in the in the fire department um, that priestly discernment being such a regular and kind of steady thing for you and Knowing you, you're a very um, authentic and just put it all out there kind of a man. I don't think you would have been one to hide your faith, right? And um, did you find that that had any impact on your fellow uh, firemen there in in your firehouse? Was it, um, you know, not to say uh, were you all praying the rosary together every night, but (laughs) but that can be as you know better than anyone a, a really rough job yeah. um and it can sort of harden a person yeah. um, did you find and you're too humble a person i think father to kind of say <laughs> like yeah well i tried and i got them all uh, holy your yeah. <laughs> guys and but yeah. but in your recollection was it did that have an impact on
2: them? Yeah, I, I, yeah, the guys in the fire department, most of them were Catholic, they grew up Catholic and uh, but they always knew I was fairly religious, you know but I, I didn't walk around reading the, from the Bible down the firehouse, but they knew I was so that anybody had to send me any questions about the faith or something. Mm. they would always do that. And then each firehouse had a holy name delegate. We had a big okay. breakfast so, which had retreats and then we had a big breakfast every year, uh, April. Uh, at the cathedral uh, and then there was a breakfast at the, the Sheridan down the road. And so I was always the delegate Sort of the liaison between, you sure. know, the uh, you know, with the chap, fire department chaplains with Father Mike, like he would come by to visit and he would always give me a call once a good day to come down and visit. And so I was kind of the liaison there, so to speak. But the, the guys always knew I was, you know, but I wasn't, you know, I would go out, have a few beers with them, oh, or whatever. Sure. But they, but they knew I was always religious, any kind of question or whatever, anything uh, w- would come up there. So, uh, you know, but yeah, you know, but I, you know, so I think, you know, I, I think you know I had an impact on that way on yeah. the other guys there and then, uh yeah so so I kind of lived my faith there like live you know normally but you know I, but I was with the guys and I try you know there were any questions that would come up on the faith or whatever they they would always ask me about it. and and the guys were very very good there the
1: yeah. guys but, they knew they had a good uh <laughs> a person to turn to right, right?
2: yeah yeah but, you know a con, you know, friend co-worker it's easier to talk to you know right. so right. sometimes I would I would you know help them out there.
1: yeah, yeah. Well, folks, we will take a, a brief break here and we'll be right back for more with Father Tom Colucci.
0: Let's take a moment now to pray to the Blessed Virgin Mary for the intentions of deceased, living, and future priests. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And now back to the show.
1: And we're back, Father Michael Connolly and Father Tom Colucci here in beautiful Walden, New York. And we've just been uh, hearing from from Father Colucci about his journey um, from phys ed teacher to uh, New York City fireman to monk was it Augustinian monk is it uh, the Benedictine monk and um Augustinians are in that area now right that's kind of Rockland
2: yes area. yeah they're okay. down in Rockland my Mon- monastery was up in near Elmira, Corning
1: oh um, okay I um, don't know why because you're from there that's why I got it confused. Yes. I mentioned from yeah, West yeah I grew Tyac. up in
2: Rockland County right. but yes okay. yes the Augustinian monks they have a monastery to Gasty. it's okay. right in the town of Suffering but yeah
1: and uh and now priest of the archdiocese of new york and uh what a story hopefully so,
2: this is it <laughs> <Movements>. <laughs> my mom keeps getting worried hopefully this is it well i don't we know. know what the it's, lord has in store uh,
1: you never know there might be a, a diocese who needs a new bishop and oh, uh you know i mean <laughs> well,
2: I'm, I'm i'm happy here <laughs> yeah. cardinal dolan called the, uh, Walden the gem in the gem in the country he called this yes. thing says I'm very very happy but whatever the lord calls I'll do yeah <laughs> but I'm very that's happy spirit <laughs> okay.
1: well father I want to um go back to something that we were talking about a little bit um and this is just a good opportunity for me to share with you um my experience of your story from back in our seminary days um, I'm I'm really I'm struck by you've said it a few times now this the way that each of us has a story. Um, God calls each of us in different ways at different times and um, each story is is worthy, right? Each story is is a beautiful one um, because it's from God. God's the author. And uh, it's a lesson that actually I had to sort of learn the hard way um, very much with you and you didn't know at the time but you, would, uh, you were so good always to share, share your experience on September 11th. Uh, you, would, um, you would share with us in the refectory, the, the cafeteria at, at the seminary, your experience of being at, uh, at the site of the, the attacks on September 11th. And I just remember one day, as you're sharing this, being so profoundly impacted, um, remembering my experience of it, which was very, very different from yours. Um, obviously, being younger than you, um, I was just a kid. And and so what I remember of that day was that a couple of my friends were being picked up early from school. And then all of a sudden, my name was being called. I was being picked up early from school. And a little kid doesn't ask why. He just goes home happily, right? I get to get out of school. Um, and I, I was there at home sitting in my brother's room because he had the TV in his room. I was flipping through the channels uh, and, you know, the footage of the towers and it was everywhere. But my young mind, I think I was, gosh, I think I was nine years old. um, Couldn't process what was, what was being shown on the screen. And Mm -hmm. I remember to this day, the thought that came to me was, wow, I feel so, sorry for the people in whichever country in the world that's happening. Because in my nine-year-old mind, I I couldn't fathom that such a thing would happen here in the United States of America, much less in New York City. Mm. Um, And so unpacking that over the years growing up, and uh, now it's being a a high school chaplain, realizing our, our students weren't born (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's, it's just unbelievable. But that was my experience of it, and and to hear you tell your story in the seminary as you so uh, humbly and, and and beautifully did, it was so incredibly moving. You know, to uh, and all of a sudden it all converged. I'm uh, here, I am at, at two hundred one Seminary Avenue <laughs> with one of truly the the heroes of that day. Um, and I remember going to to one of the priests on the formation faculty and saying, "I, I got to go, <laughs> I, I got to leave." And he said, "What?" And I said, "There's no way. There's no way that so God is calling this man and me to the same priesthood. That's impossible. He's a hero. He's he's and, and I. What am I? I'm a I'm some kid, you know. And um and that's I'm not trying to go for some kind of false humility. Anyone who knows me will never, never <laughs> accuse me of, <laughs> of uh, humility, right? Unfortunately. But um, but that kind of experience of comparison and saying, oh my gosh, what a powerful story. And what, but it was a good way of learning. As you have said, so naturally, each of us has a story right. and each is good. and And, and you know, that's, yeah. That's so true, because God is calling each of us, no matter what. And I think so many of our young men today might feel like, well, maybe I feel attracted to the priesthood, maybe I feel this pull towards it, but who am I? What am, what do right. I have to offer? What? That can't really be true. So, and and maybe they dismiss it then. But if that's you, young listener, mm-hmm. <laughs> please turn away from that lie mm-hmm. and and pursue it. You know, ask mm-hmm. the question and and give it a try. Um and I'm so grateful to you for sharing that story with us sure. back then in the seminary back then like it was that long ago <laughs> a couple <laughs> years ago but uh yeah. and and now here on the podcast yeah. um just what a what a powerful one
2: yeah and it's very you know, just yeah you know, all, all every vocation story is that everybody has a nice story you know, everybody's, oh, wow, yours was great. Oh, wow, you did this. It, but we all do. You come in very early, young in age. We all have talents and abilities. So so anyone out there, they don't feel like they're not worthy to be a priest. And uh, I felt that way early on in sure. my said, I just dropped out of college on that priestly material. But the Lord drew, drew me. And yeah, mine was a long, you know, <laughs> don't wait. <laughs> mine was 30 years, kind of. <laughs> yeah, but a, a little sure. unusual. But but it shows you, yeah, You could call you. Th- if, he, if he wants you, he'll get you. You that this will right. bring in. So mine was yeah, a 30 year journey of faith, but it was always in the back of my mind. Some it's more sudden. It's come more in middle life, in the mid 30s. So just show it, it does. It's not one one mold that we all come out of the same mold. And I mean, I met other uh, vocations even when I was at the monastery. There were guys where his families didn't practice the faith at all. A very irreligious family. You know, right. I met a couple of those cases. You know, so you don't have to. To think you're unworthy, you have to be perfect or whatever. Um, whatever talents you have, God will use them, you know? Uh, I mean, it, there's, uh, you know, he'll use your talents. And you, whatever age, abilities you have, it's not, you, know, you have to be a perfect uh, perfect mold or whatever. You have to have all the checklists checked off. You know, any age, is, is you know, God's calling you. Call, you know, best thing is, is give it a try, discern it, pray about it, and speak to someone about yeah. it. Those are probably the best things to do. You know, you know prayer is good. But sometimes you need to take a step, maybe go on a retreat, mm. maybe go talk to someone, you know, maybe take a little step. Sometimes you just maybe just have to try. You know, we were in right. the seminar. Some guys did leave or whatever. It wasn't for them. Yeah. So, but you it- know,
1: I've been finding that too, uh, and, and it's certainly relevant to our discussion here, right? This is a vocations podcast. Um, mm. As I've been thinking about the, the vo- let's call it the the vocations podcast, uh, Opportunity. I won't call it a problem or a crisis. I'm tired of being that uh, that that negative, right? But the vocation's opportunity here is we want to encourage our young men to to go for it. You know, um, that that first move, saying I'm I'm going to try this. You know, applying to the seminary and entering the seminary does not mean I'm ordained tomorrow and now that's it. I've get i yeah. you know. The seminary might, <laughs> like a religious community, right? You discern with the church. The church and the formation faculty, the seminary are very much discerning with the seminarian. Yeah. Maybe they'll tell you, you know, uh, we have prayerfully decided this is not what God is calling you to do. So you have to find okay. uh, your path. Okay, fine. But you've given it a try. Right, um, And Father, in your own story, you've had those. Uh, six years was it with with the uh, with the monks? Oh, seven. And seven, seven years, years. Yeah. and even after that, you were able to pivot and you know. Right. Now, once actually ordained, that's <laughs> right here. Uh, as the saying goes, "To us, a in a ternum, you're a priest in eternity, a priest forever." And I always, when I talk to the kids about it at school, you know, I think, just picture that. God willing, I go to heaven someday. Now I'm a priest, right? Peter will be at the pearly gates and. And he'll be welcoming everyone oh welcome to heaven bob hello jane father welcome to heaven father right <laughs> you know that's pretty cool yeah but, so that's yeah if you do get to that point then mm. that is permanent right. but there's a lot of time and discernment and mm. and all that that goes on and um right. don't be afraid to to take the leap and and just exactly you yeah. know um give it a try i wish these wonderful young men in our communities um right who who do so much good and who are so kind and virtuous and prayerful give one year to Mm. the seminary give one year Mm. and at the end of that year if it's not for you then Mm. great but if it is Mm. then you you've discovered something beautiful yeah we each have that story yeah Thank you for that, Father. That's really yeah. beautiful. Mm. Some something else that you said that I, I want to shine a light on. Um, this phrase that I find so striking, uh, you, and I think it's it's going to be the title of your memoirs or, or your your <laughs> your biography. But you mentioned being on the pile, back yeah. on that that yeah. that day on September eleventh, two thousand one, yeah. um, on the pile, right? And I just not not to over spiritualize things, but I think that deserves attention, right? That it. Mm it's this pile of rubble and, and it represents violence. It represents evil. It represents Mm -hmm. hatred. Um, That could have turned so many people away from any sort of attempt to find goodness in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and what did you say? You said that that's, you saw the worst of humanity, but also you saw the best of humanity. And I'm, I'm humbled uh to have been in seminary with you and to know you and call you brother priest. You cause you went from that pile to another one. And I think our our listeners know it's not a secret. This world today is so sick mm-hmm. and infected by evil and in such need of God's healing mercy and love. Mm-hmm. And um and what do we do as priests, you know, from whatever background we come or, or whatever our story is. We, when others are running away, and it's not by our own power or abilities, when others are running away, by God's grace, we, we turn around, and we run towards the mess, and we get on the pile. Yeah. And by yeah, God's exactly. sacraments and his word, and especially the Eucharist, you know, mm-hmm. would just work on, on clearing the rubble and, and bringing some goodness back in, and, and you're, you're leading the fight. You know, you're you're leading that effort here in Walden, being a good pastor, and um, yeah. that's that that phrase really is going to stick with me. So thank you for that.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great analogy. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of evil in the world. I saw a lot of evil that, but there's still a lot of good. Yeah, there's a lot of good. So that's you know you you know you see that and that and like on, even on that day, everybody said, "Where was God that day? He couldn't have just stopped those planes or whatever." But you know, God. Uh, uh, price was in all the rescuers that showed up you know it wasn't just the firemen it was the cops i remember being on the pile it was around midnight i looked up the west side highway there was ambulances for miles lined up uh all, all, all these uh doctors and nurses showed up everybody came down and the support we received so that was uh like the body of christ you know yeah. so, so you saw a lot of good there yes it was some evil but you saw a lot a lot of good everybody's there and we dug at the pile for nine months around the clock you know looking for you know survivors initially was any kind of remains and so be so in the same thing with the priesthood, there's a lot of evil in the world, but there's always a lot of good people out there. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good. So, you know, you try to you know look for the good and, you know, bring the, you know, there's a lot of good. It's good still. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Well, thank you so much again, you know, for, for sharing all of that, sharing your story, especially this this profound experience. You know, there is no other priest in the archdiocese who who can, um who can say you know I I was there on that day in in, in that way you know um, I know that we do have other priests who uh, who did go and in their in their priestly capacity right they would just be there to, to help the first responders and be there for them and um, but what a unique story you have um, okay. so I want to ask you also I don't want to gloss over your experience in in the monastery. Uh, they mentioned you mentioned that uh, the abbot told you, "Great, we, uh, you know, you're a, f- a former fireman. We need a cook." So, what was your what was your specialty? <laughs>
2: <laughs> what was specialty? I love to make chili. I love oh, to make chili. Yeah. Chili was good. I was always favorite in the firehouse.
1: Beans or no beans? That's apparently some <laughs> controversial question.
2: Oh, no, you made it with the beans. <laughs> okay, good. That's how I like it. Too. Chicken cordon bleu. That was another favorite. Ooh. Reuben sandwiches, yeah, but I, I yeah. love to cook, and yeah, it was it was fun. But it. That was yeah. But but chili was always fun. I always that was always a f- firehouse favorite, and I did not Yeah, but it was, but it was that was enjoyable. I cooked up in the monastery, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was very good. I, I made mowed lawns. I, I made candles. Yeah. I still do that here. I still make candles.
1: I know. I just <laughs> unloaded a trunk full of old Paschal candles on you. So thanks for that. Appreciate but, it. Uh, but
2: it was a good time there. But I think the Lord was preparing me for the priesthood. Yeah. You know, time in the monastery, nice quiet time, prayerful time, and then prepare me for the mm-hmm. priesthood. And and I'm very happy. You know, the Lord's called me this, and he's giving me the graces. And it's hoped out there for anyone else discerning a call. You yeah. You don't have to be perfect you know whatever whatever talent you have god will use them and and like father mike said you know just maybe just give it a try just yeah. think about it a little bit deeper you do only so much praying and thinking about it but right. sometimes you got to take another step you know but but it's been a good journey but we all have wonderful vocation journeys and you know whether it lead to the priesthood the married life or whatever god's calling us off to something wonderful and just got to discern the call that yeah. god has for us
1: well what a perfect segue then to my, my final question for you, Father. Um, if you had a young man here before you right now who is saying, you know, Father, I, I've, I've grown up here in Walden and I've had such great ex- examples of, of holiness in the priesthood and, um, and then you got here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but Father, I'm thinking about the priesthood. What advice would you give that young man?
2: Okay, yeah, I, I, I definitely advise them to pray. Like to pr- you know, to prayer is very important. And get involved in the church. You know, because uh, you know, try you know, if there's a youth group around, maybe see if you can be a lector. Eucharistic yeah. ministry, see if you can do some kind of ministry in the church mm-hmm. some some sort. And then maybe then talk to a vocation director. And they usually have these retreats, like they call them right. come and see retreats, vocation retreats. Um, maybe, you know, start talking with them. and you, you know, you just don't show up in September 1st and apply to December. <laughs> it usually takes a couple years. I, that's what I was doing. Uh, so I, I would advise those things, and maybe start going on retreats. Then you you, you, you meet like-minded men also th- in the same position. They're discerning yeah. a call. Right. So you go on these retreats, these come and see weekends. Uh, you know, pray about it, and um, yes, and then you know, then to talk to some. People. But I, I would say initially probably try to get a little bit more involved in the church, some yeah. some kind of ministry that you can do, uh, and then definitely prayer but talk to a vocation director and then try to go on some mm-hmm. retreats, a uh, vocation tree. And then you might find hey, this isn't for me that this is great, right. whatever, but it's, it's going to take time. So it's not an yeah, immediate decision. And, it, and it's okay to say, Oh no, it's not for me. I, right. I discerned turned out. It's not for me. I have a vocation, but it's not to the priest somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but we all have a vocation in life. We just have to find it. But yeah. to be a priest, you know, maybe takes a little bit longer. You know, but any career you do, it takes discernment and prayer and uh, thought to. Or you're going to marry, whatever you're going to do a job. But uh, I would I would advise those things. You know, get in, you know, prayer, get involved in the church, speak to a vocation director, and maybe go on some vocation mm-hmm. retreats, and then you then you'll find out or get it either will get stronger or it'll wane, one or the yeah. other. But those are probably the steps you'll go.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks again, Father Colucci, for for your time today and and sharing your wonderful story and and mm-hmm. your your sage advice. I mean, at your age, I'd hope we'd have some good advice by now. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's just too easy. Um, at least, I'm not, so the the late um, Monsignor Curran, God rest his soul, the Brooklyn priest, who was just yeah. the the life of the seminary, right? He's the the greatest sense of humor, and yeah, um, I remember he would. He, he would love to tease you meanwhile you know he he was the same age as you i think right, <laughs> right yeah. but he would uh he would tease you about your first ex- assignment being the the retirement home in riverdale or the, <laughs> right, yeah. you've been a good sport so but with <laughs> truly nothing but but a profound uh respect and affection for you father colucci I'm so grateful for your priesthood and, and your your example and your time and. So, one final request then, as we as we finish this uh, this episode, would you please impart to us your priestly blessing,
2: okay? In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Almighty God, we thank you for this wonderful time and sharing with Father Michael and the ministry that he does. We ask that you bless the archdiocese and you send your Holy Spirit upon any young man that is discerning the priesthood and their call, that you may draw you may draw them to you and bless them and that they may answer the call. Almighty God, we ask this in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to Casting the Net. Please help us spread the joy of the priesthood by liking, subscribing to, and sharing this podcast. Most importantly, please pray for your priests and future priests.